0: to last night recap the show that takes the Apple EDU chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. As always, I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined by my good friends and colleagues. Let's start with Mr. Matthew Pullin. Hey, Matt. Hey, Martin. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. I uh, only saw you about 10 days ago. How are you? Yeah,
1: not too long ago. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've done quite a bit since i last spoke to you uh, well you've been up in the air quite a lot
0: haven't you
1: no no, no actually a, a lot of it was driving in a car so ah. uh, yeah cornwall portsmouth and i'm currently in gibraltar not quite yes. as glamorous as where's kurt but um where's matt is is just in gibraltar for a couple of days and i
2: drove in a car to get to. i didn't drive off. here no i
1: flew ah, here i okay. drove to cornwall and drove to portsmouth
0: mm-hmm. I think, uh, there we go. And I'm, I'm glad that Johan asked that question because it clarified it, I'm sure, for quite a few of the listeners. Um, Johan, yeah. did you have a bit of brain freeze there? How are you?
2: No, I'm just confusing. Uh, or I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know always, both, we've always about both, which, of you I, being which one I will choose when it comes to math, Poland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. We have minus three Celsius in Sweden right now.
0: So it's it's not really there but I'm I'm hoping for it. So in Sweden, how can if it's minus 3, how can the chocolate work?
2: Uh yeah, it doesn't <laughs> really.
0: Oh, okay. What I about
2: th- the clocks? They run all the time. It doesn't matter if it's oh. minus
0: whatever. Because you know, Sweden's famous for its clocks and chocolate, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you. Yeah. Fasted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was wondering how long it was going to take you yeah. to get that one. And
2: the Swiss love the Viking history. <laughs> <I said. laughs> oh. But you're good, my friend. 1066. That's Next. just one I'm saying.
0: But I'm you're not good, talking yes. to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It's going to oh, make this show a know, bit I'm difficult if you don't talk Americas. to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I kid because I love... <gasps> Go on, then. And, yeah, and he's been he's been very quiet over the pond. But I think the question on everyone's lips is hashtag Where's Kurt? First of all, Kurt, how are you? I'm doing really good. It's been uh, it's been a
3: uh, a good kickoff weekend. Um, good. of Black History Month. Um, nice. So very excited about that. Good uh, work, mate. about Thank you very much. Um, that's
0: that's teamwork. Um, I'm I'm just one little bit of that. The, the stuff that you've been sharing on Twitter, the challenges look excellent. We'll put a, a link to those in the show notes for people listening who are want to maybe get involved with some of the, the challenges that, that, that you've been sharing. They're all looking excellent. Who's the guys the, working with you, mate?
3: Um, so the challenges Martin's talking about, people need to check out Patricia Brown and Carla Jefferson. And then... Um, what we did together as a group of ADEs um, to promote black history and civic engagement, um, where you can get to make a a public service announcement video using clips that's hashtag. Give us the ballot. And, um, that was Anthony Johnson, Johnny Marshall, um, Susan Maynard. Um, see that. Don't forget anyone. Mike Lang, um, Bianca Woodward, uh, Woodard, um, who else was in there? Um, Come on, it's like an Oscar speech here. Man. It is, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so don't I mean, forget it's, anyone. It's, it's, no, no, no. Exactly, Mia Morrison for running the for running the Twitter chat and promoting that, um, and and just um, tons of people in that team. Oh, Excellent. brilliant! Samantha um, Dias brilliant is the work. one that I that I saw um, who started the, the sessions off. So it's not just downloading a. Um, Apple Teacher Learning Story through um, um, Apple Teacher Learning Center um, and then using the workbook to do it with your kids because it is something you can do with your kids, although I've been sharing the sessions at the today at Apple. Um, that's mm-hmm. highlighted. Like Anthony Johnson was in there. Samantha Diaz is in there. Um, and then Carla's doing Washington and Mike is doing Santa Monica. That's physically in the store, um, but you can download your copy and and just try to make a difference with your kids and it's based on a on a martin luther king speech um, give us the ballot uh, from 1957 and um, most of all it's it's about getting people out to vote and um, just letting kids use their voice for change that could be climate change that could be change in your community anything where you feel like you can make a difference sorry Thanks, to put
2: but- you on this Spot. No, and, no, uh, no. That's good. Um, that's no, good. I just want I, to make sure I, that I don't no, uh, I just miss to say anyone. To everyone in that, everyone list. that we're listening to. You, I think you did a really good presentation of this, and I, I think that everyone that was in it uh, we really respect you. And I hopefully you feel that Kirk did it uh, really good. So sorry for putting you on the spot
3: no 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 it no, wasn't no, my no. meaning no i don't i don't feel like it i just don't want to there's so many people no, of course um, no who supported of course it not. And i don't didn't want to forget those uh, key players in it exactly so that's what i've been doing um this <laughs> weekend. now it's for you to find out where i was but if you followed my social media you might probably figured out
0: um where like I matt am. always does
1: yeah, yeah. I, I didn't stalk you this week, so I'm I'm going to struggle with this.
0: <laughs> right. Well, with that in mind, Matt, I think we'll start with you. You can Brilliant. start with Thanks. your first question.
1: <laughs> Are you in America? Yes. Brilliant. Yes. I'm done.
0: <laughs> I am. I'm in a place
3: that they also call after a big fruit.
1: Oh, cool. nice. Yes. Oh, okay. That makes it easy. Uh, Wyoming.
3: Pineapple. <laughs> no, it's no, not peaches, no. so I'm not That's... in the south. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the saying best, pineapple,
2: uh. which is London, so it's the best. It used to be be the best dance studio in in London. So I think you're in
0: London. No, nope. was how 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 New York. <laughs> it is really. It's been really good. It's been What's really that? good. Yeah, it's been nice. Pair. It's been really nice the to go um, see certain things in New York. San Francisco
1: yes. oranges.
0: Oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> and the beaches uh, of Miami. Car. Put these two out of their misery and I know. just tell us what's coming up on this week's show. I love the food in, this in New Orleans.
2: I love the food in New Orleans.
3: <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Come on. Crocoduts. I think he's just trying to show off. I think, Kurt, he knows I think, Kurt, I think Johan's your just hungry. It's... I think, yeah. He, ice uh, cream, mate. Give him ice his ice cream. cream. Like, know, nice, sticky, caramel ice cream. So, Johan, he shuts up some, for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, go get some ice cream and so the Belgian what's said, happening in nice, sticky
2: ice cream. Okay. Yes. I did. I, oh my I my learned God. all
0: about different
3: flavors here in New York. So. I get aroused when you say that, Kurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, God.
3: Kurt, please yeah. just tell us what's coming up. I, I the think, yeah. Shoot. So <laughs> What's coming up is uh, we're going to talk about augmented reality in education. And I feel like I'm in it already. Um, You're <laughs> adding a, definitely one extra layer to this uh, episode, which definitely I love. Definitely. I have my iPad in front of me. Exactly. Um, And that was hosted by Carlos Garcia and Ruben Santos. And um, on the Americas, they were looking at 2020 hindsight, reflecting on the best of 2019. And that was hosted by uh, KMAS Kirsch and Brian Phillips. And then I mentioned it before, um, but I definitely want to give it an an extra call out to go out and make that difference. Is hashtag, give us the ballot
0: um, as the hashtag of the week. So that's what's up for this week, Martin. Excellent. Okay, so when we come back after this little jingle, we'll get started with the EMEA. Okay, it's time to recap the EMEA side of Apple EDU chat. And as Kurt said, that was using augmented reality in education. Uh, this was quite an aptly timed um chat because my booth at Bet was all on using augmented reality and it was constantly busy it it seems to be a topic that a lot of people are wanting to know more about either is it a service that people are providing or how can they get started with it there seemed to be quite a lot of buzz around AR and I think from our point of view, seeing um, the amount of people who are beginning to use it and the amount of, you know, there's, there was like 25 days of augmented reality, the hashtag on Twitter, and um, where more and more people are beginning to see how they can get started with it. It really was quite a nicely timed topic. Yeah, Martin, I really liked uh, the thing you did to me. With the, um, with the overlay of the body? Yeah,
2: I thought that a lot of people thought that was brilliant. Um, or the feeling was that they were really engaged when you when you did that. So Walk us through
3: that example
2: so we can picture yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. I think it's a good example with the body and so, all that.
0: So the thing that I was looking at when I was on the, the booth was, was all about the progression of skills with AR, not just sort of getting started with uh, AR Maker, but actually doing a little bit more, taking it um, a bit of a deeper dive, if you like. And one of the ways that we could do that is using the Insight Heart app. So the one that allows you to actually view a body either standing up or lying down look at the all of the veins the muscles how it all goes together but the idea that i had johan was standing um very patiently waiting to talk to me but i think matt you'd seen this as well i there was just times at that stand where it, there was just a constant flow of people coming in and asking questions
1: Um so busy man.
0: yeah <laughs> It got to the stage where I thought, right, the only way I'm actually going to speak to Johan is if I make him part of the demo. But the idea I had was if pupils are working in pairs, um, they can take the um one of the one of the person using the iPad can have their partner standing opposite them and then they can use the app to um overlay the body on top of um on top of a, a real person. And then with it mirrored to the board, you're actually beginning to see in real time what the overlay of the heart, the veins, how it all flows, what it looks like in terms of you know, So they're making that connection, not just, oh, this looks visually amazing, but what they're actually seeing is, oh, wait, so that's where the heart is placed. Oh, I didn't know that that vein came down this way. And it's more, I think one of the benefits of AR is this fact that because pupils are taking their learning into the palm of their hands, literally into the palm of their hands, they're able to make a little bit more of a meaningful connection. And I think that's where AR really sets itself apart from some other virtual um learning tools that might be out there is the fact that it does augment itself into the real world. But what what I really liked was actually what
2: happened when you showed it to the teachers. Oh, that click, that that kind yeah, of the Yeah the click and then you were starting to have a conversation about where they could take what, it. Yeah. Exactly. Or just talking about the heart or talking about something. So Immediately when you saw it on me, you were starting to connect and starting to discuss, and and that's why I see with students as well. Yeah. So it was almost almost like I was a teacher when you would dominate, because you two were starting to discuss like, oh, that's how it looks like, and bada da, and that's the discussion that you want in the in the children as well. Absolutely. So, so that's why I saw I saw it from the other the other side, yeah. if you will. So that was amazing, actually, because they they got excited that you want the students to become as well, and then you started to talk about the, the truth of the heart and why it's pumping and Absolutely. all that. Absolutely,
0: Oh thanks for that. That's 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 nice of you to say. That was just me. I I mean, it was busy the entire time. It was busy, but I had an absolute blast because I was getting to you know show how basketballs actually have, um, what I quite like doing with Reality Composer was taking two basketballs, but showing how they were made out of different materials. So, But I
2: I, I think actually what you did were connecting to people and just communicating. And that, that was the big thing of it all. From my point of view, we just having a couple of minutes with you. So Thanks that's much. The, the, the strong thing that you did. And I think that's the most important thing that we need even managed anyways. to understand
0: me with this accent which was the best part <laughs> so it was, which is yes. never easy um yeah but no that's that, anyways that was that that is what's great about ar is that it does start these discussions and it also shows how pupils can get engaged which takes me to um the tweet of the week from well one of your friends matt mr damian parker at uh, cyrus dt and he was sharing um some work that his pupils had done using AR Maker. And the reason I like this is because it's making superheroes. Um, so what he's done is he said, provide the right training and then let pupils loose. It always amazes me what they can com- come up with. Take this image from last week where students created masks and Keynote and then used the AR Maker app to create superheroes. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes. He's got a, a an AR picture of one of his students standing on a desk but it's his head superimposed onto the Hulk body and then there's another one but he's made it full-size Hulk as well. I just thought that was absolutely immersive storytelling um, and just showing how design and augmented reality can come together as well which was which was really excellent. I
1: think for me Mark on that it's the simplicity that that sometimes I think people get carried away with the use of technology that it becomes all-encompassing whereas actually something like that can be A fairly simple activity, but can lead to quite deep learning. So, so you know, is the AR teaching them anything, or is the AR a fantastic stimulus for a discussion, for like you said, storytelling, or or something? Is it? It it can be a way to just get children to to want to go deeper in their learning, even if, like the example that you and Johan were talking then about the human body, that that AR actually being something which is teaching me something new, but also the other end where it's just something that can actually get children excited about something in a different way and want to have a discussion and want to communicate all those other skills as well that technology can develop. yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think it's that XY axis isn't it where if you take the Y axis as being um student engagement and the the X axis being simplicity. I think if something starts I, I think you could you could almost have that as a scatter graph that yeah. sometimes the, the, the most simple can be the most engaging, but then that engagement leads to better learning because they're they're actually taking an active interest in the topic that they're looking at because they have been stimulated. They remember that you know, they remember that that one lesson where, you know, Mr. Poolin did something silly with his in AR, but remember he, what he was actually wanting us to do was to visualize what it would look like after it was finished. Or Mr yeah. Anderson was was wanting us to find out what a human heart is, where it's actually placed, how it all works together. But do you remember, we actually saw it on him before we were doing yeah. it. So I think I think the fact that they can start to make those meaningful connections and then move from the 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 stimulus, the engagement to how does this actually impact on my learning? So the question that I want to talk about um, is, it's a question that we've spoken about in different contexts. Uh, But with this one, it it really came to mind because Suzanne Lussenhauer and I have have spoken about this a few times, um, where we've talked about the differences between AR and VR and how VR can actually be quite, for lack of a better term, quite gimmicky, quite faddy, um, does, you know, if we go back to what Matt was saying there about the the meaningful connections and the engagement and the stimulus for learning, yes, VR can, can do that, but does it actually have an impact? Does it actually show the learning? Whereas with AR, AR to me is, is more meaningful because it has that, that, real-world connection. You're actually seeing the placement of the heart on the teacher. You're actually seeing what your design work looks like in the real world. So I think the question, and Kurt, I know you haven't had a chance to weigh in, so I'm going to start with you here, buddy. Um, looking at AR and looking at how it can be used as a, a stimulus for learning, how do you move past that stimulus? How do you actually make sure it makes a, a continual improvement? You know, where where does that graph look like?
3: Oh. That's a that's, a, that's a I know, one. I know. Yeah. I know I'm, you're being put on the spot today. But. I know, um, because I mean, what I've what I've seen, um, it's 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 still a little. Even the example that we talk about, um, gimmicky, fun, depending on that. Um, I can I can tell what I like about the AR bit. It's it's of course the it's the extra layer on the reality, mm-hmm. um, and that link and not being totally lost in a in a new world. Um. I think it both has their advantages. If you're prepping for skills in a a world that's not there completely yet, you have the VR to train. Um, I think with the AR...
0: It's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. Can I chime in?
3: (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of good good examples
2: yet. Um, I have a couple of good examples of VR, uh, but it's not really with education of course you can say like if you're in a lego castle and then you put your vr camera in the castle, then the students can understand what's within a, a structure instead of building it from outside you can be within inside a, a castle or if you do like in lego the eiffel tower mm-hmm. you can see it from outside But then if you have a vr camera you can you can really see what's what happens if you're inside or something like that. But where, where I've seen VR really doing something really spectacular and new is with older people. So, for example, if you have an elderly home and you have a lot of people, um, elderly people having VR headsets on, and, uh, for example, what we did uh, within the municipality, we filmed a lot of monkeys from, from the zoo doing all these crazy things. And what happens with uh, older people that are very still for a very long time and you do a virtual reality experience of monkeys running around, they they start looking over, you know, like lifting their head, moving their upper body. They are not really moving around, but then they start moving their body a lot. And we did it for a couple of of times every week and their improvement in movement with the neck and the back and everything got really much better because they were experiencing something and they were looking at things all over the place. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was really an improvement of VR for elderly people that really didn't have the motivation to move, but suddenly even just sitting on a stool Watching it at these monkeys going around, you know, everywhere, just motivated them to move their heads, their neck, the upper body and everything. Mm-hmm. And it got much better. So that's actually uh,
0: your... I suppose my question from that is, what's the, the kind of the, the ease of, how would that actually translate into a classroom? In in terms of in terms of sort of taking the learning conversation forward without having to to worry about expensive cameras or expensive pieces of equipment that would be used to render those three sixty videos, how 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 easy is that to translate into a classroom setting?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say it's easy. What we okay. also did, we put it in the Philharmonica or orchestra, so yeah. you have like uh, you can experience sitting. A, just in the violin section. So I have a 360 right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's an experience for education, but we only use it for um, elderly people just to engage them more in culture, nature, things like that. I'm just saying uh, where I see where the VR right now is is really succeeding,
0: and I think that's a really great thing. I think my concern there is is the creation of that content and how I, the the amount of money that you have to spend on yeah, the equipment I to agree. actually create that content. Whereas for me, I mean, some of the, the the AR apps that are being used in education just now are all free, um, and they're all just using the the kit that's already in the school. You no, know, you've got an I'm, iPad. Yeah,
2: I'm totally with you. I'm, I yeah. was just describing where we use no, 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 AR, VR it,
0: just get.
3: But I do agree that AR is hmm, more... Well, that's from a creation point of view. The augmented reality possibilities um, right now are easier, I think, accessible, just like you said. Um, And I I don't necessarily want to say that the free apps, just the the interface and what's possible, Mm -hmm. um, lets you take that in your own hand, where VR still feels for me as something that I have to go through. And there we are again with the consumer yeah. creator uh, yep. discussion. Um and and that's what I like about augmented reality. One, it's on top of the existing reality. Um and that could be like restorations of of art pieces of things that come to life. Um I'm looking for that more meaningful and deeper impact where it's what's happening to that to that layer. And there's yep. not enough animation for me on it and interaction with it it's still you have some kind of graphic that you put on top of this current uh layer that's out there and then yeah. what
0: yeah and i think that's a lot of the examples we're seeing just now i mean there are some absolutely excellent examples that take place but you know if you take ar maker and uh, Mutual friend of ours, Wolfpack member Matt uh, Gavin uh, Gavin Smart shared one where he was looking at creating the solar system using AR Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, now, AR Maker's got some of these features where you can have a globe spin, or you can have a small orbit, but you can't actually um, you can't actually define the path of the orbit. You can't define the the length of time. You can't. You know, say that Mercury is going to have a, a faster orbit than Earth, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're still very limited in that, and I'm exactly with you. the The examples that you see just now are are great, but at times they really do feel like they're they're kind of one shot. They're they're one thing that you're doing with it, and it's that that's kind of the way I was I was wanting to see things sort of coming forward. And was. that's where I would love to going further.
3: Um, yeah, and and like the session I went to. Um, takes that with swift playgrounds, yep.
0: um, yeah, yeah, and then
3: one. makes that into art that's interactive. Yes, um, pieces of art that are running over your table, but or you have to like go and, and hunt for it, where you explore and it's it's an extra sense almost. Yes, um, I feel like it because you got sound um, and, and you know. I've seen one where we went into Central Park and and did poetry. Um, and you could create art so a lot of things always come from that either accessibility standpoint or from the artistic world and then come into other layers Um, and and I've seen better possibilities than what we can do now as educators Mm -hmm. um, where that step from okay I can do an AR maker to I want that where it's yeah. interactive, and two people can join on on each on their iPad um, or other device um, and interact with each other. Is That's there, what I'm um, looking
1: for. Is is there an element here though of um, uh, of not that we want everything in an instant and that kind of instant gratification? But if you think to like the iterations of of like keynote or Pages, mm-hmm. you know where we are now is is a million miles away from where we were when I when iPad first came out and keynote was available on an iPad. Um and are we are we almost in danger of thinking that oh there's this new thing and, and what are we going to do with it that's going to be as awesome as all the other things already doing. Well that's what I'm wondering And forgetting yeah. Yeah. forgetting the fact that all of those things that that you know like keynote on an iPad's, you know, ten years old and all that and it it's gone through lots of iterations where teachers have used things and tried things and that it's gone back to developers, and they've you know, and, and actually, we are at those really early stages of thinking about AR and, and its actual purpose in the classroom. Um, you know, there were times when you know people were doing some quite gimmicky things with AR, yeah, 10 years ago, um, and are we still trying those things to see what what actually is going to make a difference? I think um, it's
0: yeah. I think it's it, it goes that that's exactly what Kurt's kind of yeah. I think that's that, that's the the point Kurt but that's, is, but that's is trying the to make. an exciting time, isn't it? That's yes, where yeah.
1: people are trying out these things, and it takes a group of of innovators that are, are happy to take those risks yeah, and try, and but actually it. reflect to say what difference is this made? Is is this? Mm-hmm. It was fun. We get that kids were engaged. We get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else happened and what's changed because we've done this? And and it might not always change because you've done it. And, and actually, you might just stay with it's raised engagement and, and it had a nice impact. But there will be someone that will come out and say, I've done this and this was the impact. And then that will set a whole other group of innovators going, ah, I'm now inspired by this. Yeah. And I'm going to push the boundaries further. And and I think that's exciting. I think that's a really, a really cool time to be. Um, you know, engaged in what, what the possibilities of AR. But it's also good to question, you know,
0: why? Why are we doing it? I think so. And I think that's where I get quite excited by apps like Reality Composer, which do take it from the, the kind of the, the static single animation style. And it, it does take it into the, the pupils actually... Looking at the links, looking at the connection, looking at um, right. So I've got two basketballs bouncing up. One is made out of plastic. One is made out of rubber. Why does the rubber one bounce higher? Why? You know, you, There, there are so many things that you can actually change with it. There's so many variables that you can you can almost take it to that computational thinking level, and you're beginning to you're beginning to to make that that connection between ah right. If I remember when we were encoding and we were looking at this about steps in order, this is the same with this. But I'm also you know it's i think it's it's looking at that progression and it's it's finding that pupils are beginning to build this skill set and build this skill level that they're moving right, I'm feeling comfortable with augmented reality, I can use AR Maker to tell a story with a static image or with a spinning globe but what do I actually want to do with this now, how do I want to take it further, how do I actually want to look at the connection between the orbit of the Earth versus the orbit of the Moon, why does the Moon uh, why do we only ever see one side of the Moon, well I've done a keynote animation on it but it would be quite cool if I could take those two aspects and I could actually actually put it into the class and we could explore it in a bit more detail so i think it's it is a combination of that and as you say matt we're kind of moving we're we're sort of in the honeymoon phase just now mm-hmm. and it's almost as if right we've actually seen what ar looks like when the lights go off let's actually see what it looks like when we've been married for five years and we we, we see what ar looks like when it's just up in the morning um, really bad analogy, but it was the only one it could really come off <laughs> I the like top it. of my head. I, I thought it would. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's. I think there's definite. There's there's definite scope for more, for educators to kind of take it a bit further. And I'm wondering if. And, I, I, and I'm not saying this is anyone in particular, but I'm wondering if there's a little bit of rose-tinted glasses with um, AR just now, where people are looking at it and they're thinking, oh, it's brilliant, look at this. And it's almost as if, right, you've done that, where do you go to next? What's the next stage? How do you take this further? Where is the actual connection? Build me a lesson based on that. And where do the pupils go after they've created that? It I, feels don't, like you've I right don't know any challenge. Well, that's yeah. It's it's uh, watch this space because there might be something coming. No, I'm just um, <laughs> but yeah. I think I think it is. It was one of the things I was mentioning when I was uh, at the AR part of my booth, and it was I, I want to see a skills progression, and I batter on about skills progression because it's something I talk about all the time. But I I really want to start to see this skills progression that say you get started with ar maker or the very hungry caterpillar augmented reality bit where the the pupils are, are taken in by that ooh are ah, but then it's the right where is the meaningful connection that ar has to numeracy to science to literacy how does it all come together okay okay i feel like we could again with everything we could go on with some of these topics but Thanks for your your thoughts on that, gentlemen. Kurt, apologies again yeah. for putting you on the spot. No, I, I, think promise, I, uh, the, I promise. After in the, the fumble, chat. I think
3: I recovered like a good quarterback. You did,
0: you did. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be giving you a call. <laughs> um, I promise in the Americas chat, I won't stump you. Okay, uh, I won't. I won't put you on the spot. In the I'll America's. put you on rapid fire. I'm going to say, Kurt leads, leads America's <laughs> the Americas chat, that's always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As always, the Wakelet uh, recap will be in the show notes. Guys, thank you very much. And Kurt, it's over to you for the Americas. Great.
3: Welcome back, everybody. As Martin just said right before the jingle, we kick it off with the Americas chat, Um, putting another layer on that, um, not an augmented one. um, (laughs) But we were talking about... um, looking back and reflecting on 2019, and and also the 2020 hindsight, um, that was hosted by Brian Phillips and Kamis Kirsch. And um, the tweet of that chat that I pulled out um, was from Shayla Fortenberry, who said, this isn't a specific iPad skill, but we are a Google Classroom heavy school, and finally figuring out how to train students to open iWork files correctly from their drive was a huge win. Uh, this school year. So, um, although we talk about integrating Apple technology a lot, I do think that we also need to be aware of all the other schools that are using Google um, technology and try to, as teachers in the classroom, um, battle it sometimes. So she put out a really nice graphic, um, step by steps, on how to download files from Drive into your um, iPad OS um and and use that. So if you store your keynotes or your pages or your numbers file, you've probably all um had the aggravation when you tried to open it up again um that it's not that simple because it goes through another platform and another vendor. So um Shayla Fortenberry posted a really nice graphic for you to
1: uh learn a few steps and um have that not be a problem anymore. Can I can I just pose something on there, Kurt cool. um, because I, I have always used files to do that. Because yeah. I can just see see them in that in in iPad kind of language on my device. Mm-hmm. So in files, it shows me it as a keynote or a Pages, even though it's stored in Google Drive, and it opens straight up into Pages or Keynote. Mm-hmm. And I find that quite a, just a simple way. And only because I was talking to a group of teachers today about that in terms of their a Google school and how do they integrate it and yeah. use those things. So and that's that's the things that we hear, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a lot of times... a huge win. Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. Like once you have the files app and you can, can link it all together, um,
1: yeah.
3: it comes back sometimes to how you draw that blueprint um, and yeah. talk to your technical department um, yeah. to, to run that. And um, sometimes if they're very familiar with one um, platform, they might not be with another one. And yeah. Um, yeah. then personal opinions come in and that doesn't always help the teacher in the classroom who just and, wants and this it. thing to work.
1: And I think that's the thing, isn't it? That's what she nails there, is when you get that simple workflow yeah. working, yes. you can win over those teachers. Exactly. Because that's usually the obstacle. They they can probably do wonderful things with the apps, but oh, perfect. if you yeah. can't get it back afterwards. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's and just simple
3: things like sharing your yeah. students' work. Like yeah. if they turn it in and you can't open it, how are you gonna get feedback on it? Yeah. So, yeah. And perfect. if that becomes a problem, then um you're not focused anymore on on your actual teaching. Now you're dealing with yeah. the struggles and aggravation of uh, the technology bit, and it can be really simple, as the four of us always have experienced.
0: Yeah, I think again, it just comes down to you know, it's I I know. Shared iPad sometimes has a, a an issue with Google Drive sign out and sync across. Um, it's not just Google Drive; it's it's Dropbox, it's Box, it's any of these apps. Yeah. But when you when you sign out and shared iPad, it doesn't always sign you automatically back in uh, right. to Google Drive, OneDrive, whatever it is you're using. So it's it's almost it's it's almost as if it's it's finding that single solution that works, and whether it does work or whether it doesn't work. Mm.
3: Um, That brings me to the questions that were asked. And and it was kind of like a little bit of a rapid fire um, and and almost like an extended version of questions with Matt um, in a way that it was about what's your favorite um, accessibility skill on iPad? What's your favorite app for creativity? What's your favorite tool for productivity? So um, instead of asking you guys once again, that I already know that Keynote will be your answer. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I, PowerPoint. <laughs> I wanted to shift a little bit. Um, because of a recent update that happened in the Apple Teacher Learning Center, um, new skills for iPad and um, mm-hmm. um, Mac OS came out. So uh, macOS is on Catalina, as we know, and um, iPad went to iPad OS. And that comes with new skills, new lessons in Apple Teacher Learning Center and new quiz questions um, on that. I wanted to know if you guys had the chance to go through it and what was your favorite skill or something as leaders of professional learning that you would always introduce to um, teachers who are new to the technology or have been doing it for uh, working with it for a, for a few already? Um, nice. Let's see who I can put on the spot over here. At Choices. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I'm not gonna oh, say Johan because he's really I'm quiet. Not, I'm, not um. here, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not
2: here. I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what I I, I I what I think, but okay, good. I don't know, sure, <laughs> but I don't think uh, with the Apple teacher thingy, then you have to ask someone else. So start oh, okay. with some of the other
3: guys. Well um, Matt you're uh, you're um, fill in. you did your first session today probably. Um so asking you this question is there something you did today or you're going to do tomorrow um that you're like okay this is a, a new feature uh, or a new lesson or a new activity that I really
1: want to introduce or that's my go to. So so I would say that the the go-to thing, so actually Apple Teacher did come up today. So we, my go-to thing is going to be notes. I'm going to just say right now, you Damn need it. to explore uh, not notes Martin's and answer have it. a think Yes, that's it. my answer yeah. gone. Um, and, and actually what was really good today was we were going through notes and it, we probably spent an hour just talking about all the possibilities of notes because it's one of those apps that if you, if you start to dig under the surface, there's so much you can do with that mm-hmm. app um, from a teaching point of view, from a storage, from... You know, journaling work—it's just so much in there. It's um, notes—the new keynote. No, <laughs> no, don't, don't go there. <laughs> Her- heretic, but but it's quite close. I will say that mm. it is quite. It's um, up
0: there,
1: but but we were talking about that, and then and actually we came on to the whole Apple teacher thing because one of the teachers said, "Have you got all of this written down somewhere? Because there's so many features in here, I don't think I've I've fully explored all of it in any depth." And actually, that was when that kind of conversation about look—if you've ever been into Apple Teacher and had a look, you know the new skills section really does sort of talk you through each of those things. But but also the element of the try it, you know, have a go, and and the examples that are in there to just talk people through to that different level. So I think for me that that's kind of my first Mm -hmm. my first response. I could probably give you a million other ones though. No, I like it. I like it, the fact that it comes up is great
3: um, is even better. Um, Martin, that brings me to, to something that you said earlier on. Um, it wasn't a real buddy project, but you're talking about how in, in this year you wanted to guide people more in not really necessarily becoming an Apple distinguished educator or becoming an Apple teacher, um, but at least introducing them and helping them get those skills. So, um, how's that going?
0: It's getting there, actually. We um, Matt and I are part of this Ignite team, and this is actually kind of all coming together just at the right time, it would seem. Um, this month we released. Yes, uh, the <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the next the next issue of Ignite, which actually focuses on Apple Teacher, and one of the Apple Teachers that was interviewed is a, um, guy, a guy a girl called Laura McCarkin. Mm -hmm. And Laura is part of the Glasgow deployment and she is a future ADE, just putting it out there right now. She is up there. Um, And she started as an Apple teacher. She is someone who has definitely went from the progression. Um, And I was actually working with a group of probation teachers uh, today. And probation teachers is what the rest of the world might call uh, NQTs. Uh, newly qualified teachers that are in their first year of teaching and i introduced them to apple teacher and it was the the conversation that i always have around that is getting the badges is only part of the journey and now that it's actually a lot easier to get your badges and you know there's six of them now that um creativity and productivity have have kind of been put in together and it's now the the six um badges that you use to complete it's Mm -hmm. actually easier to to get Accredited as an Apple teacher um, in terms of how much work you have to you have to do to get started, but that's only the start of the journey. the The main selling point is the Apple Teacher Learning Center and the fact that, I mean, Kurt, you've you've just put in a massive amount of work to get stuff onto the Apple Teacher Learning Center with the mm-hmm. Black History Month. The amount that is actually on there um, that can help teachers just build their confidence, actually just get started and I, there was a brilliant question that one of them, quite an insightful question that one of these newly qualified teachers asked me today and it was, do I actually have to be an Apple teacher to get access to all of that? And I'm, I i wondered at the back of my head how many people have that same thought. Do I need to have completed all of my badges before I can see these resources, before I can see these lesson ideas, before I can see how things go uh, forward? And the answer is no. There is so much on there that any teacher at any part of their journey, whether they are iPad out of the box on day one, whether they are in ADE looking for new uh, ideas that they can take into workshops, the Apple Teacher Learning Centre is really, to me, becoming this big hub for everything that we are doing and it's it's you know matt's talking about he gets started with notes i do as well but right after i finish with notes i take them into atlc and we spend time exploring the resources exploring those skills for an ipad if i'm doing a mac lesson looking at those skills for mac looking at how each of the the, the sort of the 120 lesson ideas have been broken down into chunks um and yes it's there, there there is an aspect to it that that can maybe be a bit regionalized you're maybe going in and seeing some of the things that are focused towards the americas more than other regions and i think it would be great if we could start to see that expand to different regions where we get you know we get highlights from apple an apple teacher who has just started an apple teacher who hasn't been working with the iPad long but has suddenly seen their confidence increase and that could be someone from you know we've got four regions that are beginning to do things with Apple EDU chat and I think if we could have four regions on ATLC I think we would start to see so much more um, a lot more examples a lot more insight. And yeah, a lot more I can't kind of massive I can agree impact. with you
1: more there Mike I think um, the piece I did in our Ignite thing was was about how our student teachers use the apple teacher kind of thing but the the key thing was about how we use it to build community and how they can then share those ideas and and kind of you alluded to it before the impact of that it's like you're an apple teacher so what you know what Mm -hmm. what have you done with it And, and how have you taken those things and used them in the um in the classroom and and how have you personalized it to your students and you know personally here's my shout out i'd love one of one of our you know, future teachers to to do something that can go into a teacher to show yeah. from their level where they have started and what they're doing with it. I think that would be, that would be lovely. Um, but that's just me being selfish.
3: So. So one last question okay. I have, and, and I don't know, Johan, if you, uh, if you, um, have any idea about that. Um, I, I hear both Martin and Matt uh, talking about introducing people to something. Um, and, and we've worked on ongoing professional learning for a bit. Um, so I think my biggest question would be, yes, getting people into this uh, platform, Apple Teacher, um, having them become an Apple Teacher, how can you make people come back? What would you need for that? How can you get into that ongoing learning um, cycle? I think that uh, uh, being cre-
2: cre- creative is the most important thing. Uh, for people mm-hmm. and make it really easy to um, to produce something, I think that people are n- nowadays very happy when they produce a small thing mm-hmm. uh, and uh, really uh in a short time getting something that they believe that they actually did that 's why people like knitting or or all this uh, things that are still there Uh, and I think I believe that um, I even feel that as well that when I've done something creative uh, I really fulfilled myself in a way it doesn't need to be a a very big thing just small steps that actually makes me feel I've done something for the day. And I think that's important.
3: Would you, if I listened to you, would that be something like, I would get a challenge every month and that would yeah, make me come back and that would make me create something with yeah, like a link to existing resources? Yeah, but, but I think actually,
2: uh, maybe this is controversial, but I don't think people anymore need to think about the big things. They just need small things that actually makes them tick off that they've done something creative and they feel good about themselves. So literally, um, there's there's a way of therapy when you think about making good things, small Mm -hmm. steps about yourself so you feel good about yourself again. And I think that's something in... Society right now that we need to do. So I think that's very attractive. So you have some a, a small small challenge That just makes you in know Maybe 15 minutes create something new. Yeah, that gets you thinking that gets you reflecting to get you all that. Before we used to say that we have an open question that makes you thinking I think now we need something that we do an activity to make so, us think again. I think oh. that's important. I've to got recapture. an activity. Is, is, is that, do you understand what I'm getting at? Oh, perfectly. I, I feel I'm, I'm really out there right now. No, Not no, 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 really. no.
3: Um, I am, and I'm going to bring it back really simple. and activity with, <laughs> with meaning that's, that's short and um, that touches us all. That brings me to Jingles yes. with Matt. Oh. Um, <laughs> that can oh, make a good. difference. <laughs> And I think that uh, sums this, uh, this section perfectly up. So, Matt, um, whenever you're ready, we're ready for a, a life-changing jingle um, by you and, um, and your iPad and maybe some help from, from anywhere else. But I think lately you've been pulling it off just by yourself.
1: Let's go. With Matt,
0: Ooh. best one yet. Mike! This 100% one hundred percent me. Hundred percent me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to
1: Love we it, anyone? Cool. No, no, that was hundred percent me. I'm not even kidding. Oh, okay. I even played it to Max to get his seal of approval, and he said, "Dad, you've you've done the best one ever." I oh, think wow. so. Yeah.
3: I think so. This is. Uh, it feels like I
1: could picture you
3: walking into an arena a boxing ring ready, <laughs> and this is your anthem
1: to uh, to go into. That that could well be the case. Guys, um, it is questions with Matt. It feels a little bit like a subpar section of the show after jingles with Matt, but we're going to stick with it. Um, questions this week. Uh, guys, I'm going to actually pose a question to you guys um, because I think the last few weeks um, we've had bets. Um, there's lots going on. And, and i wanted to kind of reflect on the whole conference kind of um that was approach. a conference yes yeah, yeah yeah um so what what are your key takeaways from any conferences that you've attended and then a kind of extension to that is what advice would you give to people that that might be this year thinking they're going to attend their first conference what what one tip would you give them to to make sure they get the most out of it um Johan, I'm going to start with you on that one because you, you were at the BET conference in London recently as a as an attendee. And what was, what was kind of your, your key takeaway other than meeting Martin and doing some AR stuff? Oh, that was totally the best thing ever. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and I found some good ice cream stands. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely in a conference, I would say... Um, Uh, Connections. Uh, I think that's the most important thing for me. Uh, Definitely meeting people, meeting interesting people, uh, looking at people that do uh, incredible stuff and just uh, continuing the conversation after the conference because it's so short. And uh, if you find someone that you really are inspired by, with and uh, you need to get that contact and and continue i think that's really important so that's, that is nice that's yeah so starting I,
1: with the human connection and then yeah, you know i would because say you've that you've got that continuing with a with a social media connection or whatever but you've made that first first sort of touch point in terms of what you've got in common or what you want to find out more about yeah definitely cool uh martin what, what do you think
0: yeah, I'd, I'd actually have to agree with that in a big, big way. One of the the takeaways from me is always the fact that you get a chance to catch up with people that you haven't seen for quite a while. You might talk to them on social media, but then seeing them face to face, you actually get to hear firsthand some of the things that they've been doing, some of the success stories. And even, you know, if I think about you, Matt and uh, Miriam um, and Greg Hughes, Alice Nutt, for. Um, educators who were actually doing bet shout outs this year you were actually presenting for for 30 minutes that's a highlight as well regardless of the fact that i didn't get to see it being <laughs> so just simply because i couldn't um I, I really wanted to get to see all of you um but i just couldn't get time to get away but the the fact that i have been involved with with some their the, the, the prep for those and actually seeing what the work that you guys put in and seeing that actually come to fruition is a, is a big big highlight and I think that's always a takeaway for me uh, for conferences is some people go just to get the free bags and just to get the free collecting stuff and you know you see them going around and coming to the, the stalls and just want to know what the free stuff is not really interested in taking a conversation forward but people who actually the, on the opposite side of that, people who go there just to see people and to actually have a conversation and to catch up for a coffee and to catch up for a, a, even a hug and a chat, that type of thing is the, the big takeaway. Um, actually just seeing and hearing what people are up to, what they're doing. You can't actually put uh, you can't put a, a monetary value on that. Yeah, good. Yeah,
1: very important. Johan? Uh, no, we've been to Johan. Kurt? Yeah. So, um, what are you? I'm thinking, I uh, mean, I know you two are
3: coming to ISTE for the first time. Um, yeah oh, and, yes. and it's something, um, that the organization of, of, of an ISTE thinks about when 25,000 educators are attending, um, and, and, most of them for the first time, it's, you need to have a plan. Um, it's a, it's a big venue, it's intimidating. Um, and if you want to get to the, the conversations and the connection part, um, you also need to plan your, your learning journey. Like, where are you going to, what are you interested in, um, what are you going to take away for for yourself? Because um, if you let a big event like a conference, like a bet, like an ISTE, um, like a seesaw, whatever is out there, um, just approach you, then then it's, then you're going to drown in it. Um, so looking um, ahead of time and, and knowing your goals, knowing what you want to um, grow in, I think that would be be the key takeaway. Um, organizations like an ISTE have, um, like an, an info point where you can meet and someone will help you plan your journey. Um, because they've been running big conferences for years. So that's something I've seen even from the small conference, um, mean, small being in, in, in Belgium, the largest conference is a thousand people. Um, that's, that's nothing compared to these numbers. Um, but you do want to pick out something that's good for you. Um, that you can do something. And um, I feel sometimes we pick what we know. So, oh, I know augmented reality, so I'll go and do that session because I want to see someone else present on it. Mm-hmm. If you come from that angle to see how someone else approaches it, um, great. If you want to keep going over and over the same topic and not move towards the fear and, and challenge yourself, um, how are you going to grow then? That's just my question.
1: I think that's, yeah, that's a really good point, that's a great to, point to finish on as well. Um, yeah, surely the, the conference is about building new ideas. It's um, Yeah, I think that's that's really good. And maybe we'll we, maybe we'll do an episode in the future, I suppose, as we move towards like ISTE and those sorts of things mm-hmm. about how people can go about planning their things. And um, I've seen a lot of people actually on Twitter just before BET really sort of sharing their what they were planning to do and then sort of getting advice from other people. Is there anything you think I've missed? And that kind of crowdsourcing of, you know, what are other people sort of looking at if I missed something because there can be so much going on. So um, yeah, really good advice there guys. Um, And yeah, I think they're all really relevant. So. Although,
0: Matt, hearing the amount of people that estate does that not make you a bit nervous now about a her? Bit, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> just little a bit. little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all right with a thousand people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll all, come no, they're back. They're not to all that. In, in the same workshop. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay. over a few days. But still, if if it's ten percent, that's still pretty big.
3: <laughs> it's pretty big.
0: Though, yeah. you'll see it. The, the room is pretty big. Oh, man. The main
1: that doesn't weird. make it any better. Yeah, you're not helping <laughs> here. Carl. Guys, thank you so much. Um, and as always, if you have any questions for Matt for this section, we will let you know in the wrap-up at the end how you can get in touch with us.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Matt. And as we come to the end of this journey, which is the recap of Apple Edu, we are going to start to wrap up this show. So... Kurt, before we actually wrap up yes. um, and, we do, and we go over to Johan to let us know how we can do that, mm-hmm. why don't you uh, give us a preview of what's coming up on the next recap show we do?
3: For EMEAS, it's going to be going further with Apple Teacher, as you mentioned earlier on. So I think we're going to be diving into the Apple Teacher Learning Center, and that's hosted by uh, the Ignite EDU team. And uh, Martin, who is on that
0: team? So we've got, um, and Matt, if I miss anyone here, help me out. We've got Matt and myself. We've got Simon Pyle. We've got Rachel Smith. We've got um, Chris Galley. We've got Karen Irwin. We've got Claire Jones. We've got Owen Hughes. And we've got Deborah. Um, I, and I can never pronounce her last name, Matt. Deborah. Help. Great. Deborah. Yeah, I'm not even going to try yeah. to chuck that one at me. We, we end up just calling her. Uh, Chickley, or something, like that. I think it's is the way that, uh, but yeah, DNC Mata, and we can never get her last name. And she, she winds us all up because she's also just got a, a beautiful baby uh, girl who was born just around uh, Christmas time. And her name is one that has some vowels in it, but it's mostly consonants, <laughs> and it's difficult to actually know how to pronounce her name. All
3: right, well, uh, that will be a challenge, uh, out there, um, to learn yes to pronounce everyone's <laughs> names properly. So uh, maybe that could go into Apple Teacher. Um, on the Americas side, we are celebrating Black History Month, uh, of course. And that's with that hashtag, give us the ballot. And um, Christine uh, Medrano and Bianca Woodard are um, hosting this one. And that's at 6 p.m. PST. And um, I forgot the timing for the EMEA one. And um, that was at 8 p.m. GMT. Yeah. Uh And those are the two topics coming up in EMEA and in the Americas. If you want to know about the other two chats at Asia Pacific and the Spanish chat, then log into your Apple Teacher Learning Center to have a look at
0: the questions and what's coming up right there. Perfect. And as Matt said, if you're wanting to leave a question with Matt, there are a number of ways you can do it. First of all, the hashtag questions with Matt is one that is uh, available to you that you can use if you tag um, us on Twitter, which Johan will tell you our Twitter handles in a second. You can send a message that way. You can also do it via the Anchor app. We record using Anchor, and one of the ways that you can do it is to log into Anchor. You don't even need an account. Uh, go to Last Recap, you'll see a message that says, leave a voice message. You'll leave it there. It appears on our list, and we can include you in the show. Johan, if people have been kind enough to listen to this show, what can they do?
2: Yeah, they can def- definitely uh, hook us up on our favorite media, which is Twitter, it seems. Um, so uh, our Twitter handle is Last Recap, but you can actually send us questions or, you know, reflections to us personally. So I would ask, uh, let's say Matt first. What's your handle?
1: So I am at M A T six four five three.
2: Oh, brilliant! And Martin, please i'm m put c o u t t s eighty one and uh master so that's M W S T R K U R T, and i'm anderson underscore e d u um and um, we would like to say thank you for downloading this podcast if you like this show please rate and review us listeners comments and ratings keep us high in the rankings so that new listeners can find us Please show to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you, Martin.
0: Yes, thank you very much for that, Johan. Matt, thank you for your time this week. No problem at all. Kurt, always a pleasure. Same here. See you guys. Johan, Johan thank you very much for that uh, wonderful way to wrap up the show. Ice cream. Nice. <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.